Welcome back to the House of the Exorcast, the Outcast After Show show. I'm your host, Father Daniel, and with me, Father Nathan. Hello, my children. And of course, in the very, very far back of the room, kneeling, facing in the corner, the altar boy. Fathers. Now, Father Nathan. Yes, Father Daniel. Uh, what episode do we have the pleasure of discussing tonight? This is the seventh episode in the Outcast uh, TV series. Uh, the title of this, um, it kind of it kind of draws a parallel from the Altar Boy's childhood. It's called the Damage Done. <laughs> there was a lot. Oh man! Now, Nathan, is this um, this is a, this of course is uh, an old school style series so we're talking what this is episode seven of 22 seven of ten there's, father Dan- oh there is 10 okay i wasn't sure if we were watching the penultimate episode tonight this ends after 10 episodes forever no it's been renewed for season two we just won't get to see episode 11 until next year oh so there is going to be an outcast season two so we <laughs> the Exercast will also be back <laughs> Well, it hasn't really been discussed, but yeah, it was assumed that it might be. Things are starting to to be fun, are they not? Uh, indeed. It's is starting to come around, I think. I think um, every episode is now very enjoyable. I was concerned out of the gate. No longer concerned. Yeah, I've sort of like, I, I too have, have sort of fallen into the groove of this show. Alter Boy, what can you tell us about the damage done? Well, it starts with uh, Reverend uh, cleaning out his little pentagram with some Q-tips. I like that. I like that this episode picks up right after the end of the last episode. Yeah. And those cuts need stitches, right? No, no. You can't just dab those. just put a bandage over it. (laughs) I was was hoping he was going to have a scene where he like, just poured a bottle of vodka all over it and was just like, ah, ah, the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and then stitching it up himself. Uh-huh. Like pulling on the thread with his teeth. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. Um, can we say that uh, the Reverend's been marked? Oh, he's been marked. Yeah. But I feel like he's been almost recruited. Right, yeah, I I couldn't tell either. I was like, did he recruit him? Does does he have power over him now, or is he pushing him farther in the other direction? And he's going super spiritual. I I was a little bit confused. We're gonna get into it during this episode, but there are some warning signs and some some flags going up. Like, I think the Reverend might be evil. It's close. I don't think so. Because he's he doesn't really do anything evil, and he still like wants to point out. Uh, What's his name? Sydney that cut him up. But at the same time, he seems all like out of it and susceptible and vulnerable. That might be the shock from the pentagram still being fresh in his chest. Is it weakening him? Does he then have to cut off his entire pectoral muscle to remove this curse? Uh, I think Kyle just needs to give him some juices. Oh, like just like sit over him and just like spit into it like... Yeah, but not with his mouth. With his penis. Yeah. But the same thing, like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now, there's something that I wanted to bring up here, and that's the altercation with the Reverend and Sidney later in the episode. Uh, The Reverend sees him go into a barber shop, and he goes across the street to confront him. And during that confrontation, he says to him, you can tell who a man really is by uh like when, when when he plays poker right so at the very beginning of this episode after he cleans himself up um the boys come over for poker night and force him to try to behave normally but he sits at this poker table and he's staring at all of them like they're you know foreign alien beings while yeah. he is engulfed in the anxiety and panic of what he has just happened to him as he's trying to hide it from them. Yeah, he is tripping out. Yeah, he is tripping out. And if this is who the Reverend really is, someone who is consumed by fear and panic and anxiety, isn't he susceptible to being to, to becoming a soldier? Yeah. In the darkness? 
because he's actually a god-fearing man. No, no, I think they. Well, I think I think both actually. I think yes, I think he is susceptible, and I think he I think he has come to terms with just how susceptible he is. And as soon as he gets over his pride of of thinking he did it, he he did a good job with those people, then he had, gets into a whole like ego narcissism thing where he wants to be the hero demon slayer too. And now he's just like, oh fuck! I just keep jumping from one terrible thing to the next. If I'm not careful, I am going to be possessed, and I have to fight back even harder. Which is why I think he jumps so extreme in the other direction on this episode. And why doesn't he want Sydney to be arrested? Why wouldn't that be like you got? You got to throw it out to Chief Giles in this episode too. He's like fucking Sherlock Holmes the way he's walking around. Yeah, <laughs> he's the smartest man on the show. Yeah, no, he's walking around just slicing surgically through everybody, just seeing seeing truth. It's like a prophet. Yeah, now, now, why do you think that is? Why, why would you burn down that camper? Why would the reverend not want Sydney arrested? He just, uh, he was in his house. He put his mark on him. He carved a fucking antichrist symbol into his goddamn chest, and you don't want him arrested? Because you can't deal with the devil in jail. Yeah, and there's like there's no proof that he's the one that stabbed him. Like it's just it's all the reverend's witness, so he can't really yeah. just be like. I guess he could get him arrested and just like questioned, but I think in that moment the reverend was trying to get the whole town to just instantly realize this spiritual war that's going on. And of course, you're not going to get them to do that by screaming at them about blackness coming out of their mouths and grabbing them erratically as you're sweaty and panicked. So, yeah. I personally wanted to see a half-drunk Giles go and round up Sydney for a question and answer sesh. I really wanted to see that. One where half the answers are met with a backhand. Yeah, and where Sydney <laughs> is just like stone-faced the whole time saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not going to admit it occasionally coughing up black goop no Sydney doesn't have any black goop inside of him that's yeah he does he was wiping it away from his mouth from coughing in like episode two okay maybe he has black goop i don't know <laughs> he's like almost entirely black goop um let's try let's try to put some reference on this episode where are we at here after after the poker game because there's a lot of there's a we get into a lot of the drama of Kyle's sister. Yeah, she uh, goes to her closet. Or Kyle, that's Kyle's wife. You mean? Oh, Kyle's wife also doing the same thing. Yeah, we get doing both at the same time here. Yeah, we get a lot of their two stories: what's happening with the wife and the daughter, and what's happening with Kyle's sister and her husband, Officer Coulter. Yeah, but the the sister crap is going on with you know the the rapist that he beat the shit out of, and that's kind of secondary to the. To, to Goop Watch 2016, right? Like we're, aren't we focused on Goop Watch? Yes. You mean, the, mean, you mean uh, Officer Giles using Kyle as like a a, a Goop radar? I mean like this, this whole show, when I say Goop Watch 2016, I mean this whole show, except for that one part of the storyline, is draped in this like pending Goop Doom. Like, even as, like, okay, so his sister gets up out of bed. Oh, what is she doing? Oh, she's doing something that has something to do with something non-goop related. And the wife goes to the closet, and she has a flashback about uh, an incident involving her and her daughter and goop. So it's goop related. Yeah, it's all goop related in, in, in Outcast. <laughs> I'm saying most of it is goop related. And then we, you know, after she has that flashback, she's starting to realize that it was her. It wasn't him. Right. Yeah, she's coming she to, to, coming to terms him. with it slowly. Yeah. Which which makes him look a lot smarter for not just saying it so that she could have the inception herself, right? Or it makes, is it meaner? Is he an asshole for doing that? No, she has to come to the station. She's been thinking that he's beat her and uh, her daughter up. It's honorable. However long this is. He's trying to protect her. Okay. She'll... It it could go either way, but in in this way, yes, she will come to the realization herself, and then therefore her willingness to accept him back into her life will be that much stronger. No, it can't go either way. Father Daniel, altar boy, this is why he gets laid. 
at the end of this episode. Is yeah, because, finally. Because he was honorable. From he Cinemax. tried to protect her from herself. She realized that, and she just, you know, she gave him a little vag at the end. Took seven episodes to get nudity. He's a seven-date. Yeah, it takes him seven dates to get that vag. But you, you, you mean <laughs> he's, he's just doing this, like, all the time? Like, you catch him out at diners and stuff with some of the young waitresses, and he just, like, is looking at the ground and, like, dragging his fingers across the table, like, nah, I, I got a secret, and I can't tell it. And then they just fuck him. Wow. We need, we need another visit from Sister Chelsea. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> okay, so Kyle wakes up. Yep, he sees the, the, the newspaper. Twenty people that are dead from the bus accident or the mining accident or whatever accident. The mining accident. Mi- mining accident. Yeah. Where, where do you get bus from? Well, it was it was know. it was a bus that drove into the into a mine. Oh, okay. So, yes, yes. Ah, oh. <laughs> it was not. Both facts were right. It wasn't. No, wasn't it, that? It was just Son a mining accident. <laughs> Okay. Okay, and what happens in the flashback, Alder Boy? Uh, what flashback? The next thing I have that I remember is him talking oh. to the guy who he touches. Yeah, we're moving on. Because uh, although you got two facts right from the front page of a newspaper, you managed to skip entire scenes. Uh, he has a flashback uh, with a friend of his that died in the mining accident. He points at his picture with his finger and he has oh. a little flashback. That's oh, sorry. I'm oh, watching right. it right now. Right, remember I was going to say, he touches his friend, and he moves away, but I didn't realize it was a flashback. It's a flashback, that's right. Yeah, because we learned that that Kyle is like the only survivor from this horrible mining accident that killed, what, 39 people? I think it was 20-something. 20 29 people. Did we know that before, that he was the only survivor from that? I think last episode we got the like clue in that something weird had happened, and we discussed it, like opening up a portal, but... Did we know that Kyle was the only survivor? I can't remember. I didn't know that Kyle was the only survivor. I I thought he was one of the survivors. I didn't know that there was only one. Is that new information? Are you providing the podcast with essential new information, Father Daniel? I think that's what I think he talks about that when he's has his like he's talking with his daughter on the bed and then he has the mining hat that she likes to wear. I think he describes it to her. And it's also I think why some of the people in the town if they didn't already have a reason, are even more hostile towards him. Because the fire the fire chief definitely is. He's like, you should fucking be on this pile of bodies, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's true. But he's mad because he thinks he's a wife beater still. That as well. He's just upset because the only one that survived is a wife beating asshole. Exactly. Not. I don't think he's upset for any other reason, though. Combo. I mean, it's that combo, combo of that. Thank God you survived so you could beat your wife. Bam, bam, double shot. Uh, I want okay. cream and sugar in my coffee. Amen. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, next the chief actually goes and recruits Kyle. That's what happens yeah, next. Chief, chief picks him up, wants to know more about what he can do and how he can do it. He wants uh, to know if he can find the devil inside of his friend. Which is something that we predicted, so we are all correct. Dude, do we have a? I don't think I have a sound effect for that. Yes, we are all correct, and he seems, or Officer Giles seems pretty. He's like just kind of okay with it. He doesn't want to necessarily say all these people that are possessed by demons, but he he's very nonchalant about being like, "So what's up with all these people with things inside of them?" And you're like, okay. It seems like if you're if you're okay to entertain that idea, you might as well just go to demons, right? Fuck it, just terminology. Uh, he needs to. Uh, he needs to witness something first. He needs to see the goop. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he like the sheriff in the town of Needful Things? Isn't he like the guy that has to accept what's happening in order to have any sort of impact on what's happening? Yeah, he may be. He's all, he is also like a fed that comes down to investigate the town of Banshee. In the show Banshee, which is also on Cinemax <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah. Okay, that's totally uh, unrelated. But uh, on uh, two shows on the same channel at the same time, playing relatively okay. similar parts. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. You know it is related. That redhead kid who ran away in terror after watching the Reverend get cut up is just skateboarding down the street and gives him the finger. Yeah. Like, uh, everything's normal. What the hell? No, that, that scene has actually 
the Sad Sack Studios has created uh, an Aaron the Ginger fan club. <laughs> uh, his skateboarding and giving the finger and just his so- general sauciness and the evident alien uh, dark goop inside of him just waiting to crawl out. Yeah, did he get possessed? I, may, I Was he always possessed? He seemed really scared when he saw the shit go down through the window, but then he's like a dick to his mom, and then he's being totally weird and evil. At he's the, always watching. He's at, watching him kiss his mom. He's watching him on stage, giving him the finger. He's always watching him. He's a little peeping Tom. Yeah. He's a fucking demon. Yeah. I don't think so. Daniel, play the music. You shouldn't linger or air in the ginger. Predi- we'll, prediction time. We'll poke you with his little finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was it? What do you want me to do? Addiction. Oh. Aaron the ginger is giving the devil the finger. He is a demon. He's got the black goop inside of him. I said it first. That's fine, but I feel like so this, this episode just kind of like proved it because he's like cackling in the background and like drawing a pentagram on his chest and like being mocking. I think I think uh, the prediction was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is in the back at at the uh, at the town vigil. He's in the background, like tapping his chest, mockingly. <laughs> like if you didn't think he was a demon by the end of the episode, you fucking do at the end. So don't tell me he's not a demon, Alter Boy, because he's okay. tapping his chest like a mocking little bitch. Yeah, like a typical sixteen-year-old. No, he reminds me of someone on this podcast. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yourself? No, you're the chest-tapping ginger. No, no. You're, like, possessed, but no one really knows it because you kind of hang back. I'm like Mildred. But you're always, especially since we can't see you now, you're just constantly mocking us in the background. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. Uh, I just slowly and, and tap that... my penis. Like, yep. Yeah, every time we I think, s- we're like, we're like uh, Alter Boy, your beard is dragging on the mic, and you're like, <laughs> beard. <laughs> Christ. Uh, tapping your penis as you remember the damage done. Let's move on. Uh, next, I think we got uh, Kyle goes out to the camper with uh, Giles. Is that what happens next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me what you see. He's like, I'm not a fucking psychic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this your job? I love that. They just like think you're just like all around magic. They're like, go on. Go float around in there or use your x-ray vision or whatever. And then he tells him he's got to... Uh, it's got to be in close proximity. Right. I don't know why he says that. He know he has to touch them. He knows that. I mean, he can get like a dirty glance or like something that's subjectively suspicious, but he has to touch them. He should just go out and say, uh, "No, I have to make contact. I have to. I have to burn their flesh with my flesh. I have to can make." Can we call him the flesh master? I have to be a skin to skin. Uh, uh, to truly know, I have to fillet them to completion. It, they do have what uh, could be considered an orgasm when the goop comes out. Oh, it must feel so good. That's why some of them go into a coma, because it's just like, why come back? Right? Yeah. yeah, a screw through the top of the head, a warm sensation going in, and then bringing it back out. It's just, ecstasy. Because after it sits in there and festers, and when it comes back out, it just like peels away from the, your insides like a, like a film stretching bit by bit like someone pulling off an adhesive mask and then or like a perfectly formed scab if you're a picker oh yeah yep or when you like peel your sunburn skin off in one big sheet ha oh. ha oh. ha oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. or, or just like a solid dump um, can we can we just take a second and listen to the Reverend take charge here in the next scene? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you for your prayers. In my dark hour, at night with Caleb. I didn't do much. You were there. You were brave, and I was a jackass. Go on. You reminded me that this thing is bigger than one man and his bruised ego. It's about being selfless. You're about the most selfless person I think I've ever met. And they are right in for the kiss. He is a man in that moment. He's got his like he's got his his button up shirt like undone down to his chest, no undershirt, so it's just man beaming through. 
And then he just grabs her on her way. She's getting ready to turn around and dismiss him. He just grabs her and he's like, I'm sorry, I was a real jackass. You're the most selfless person I've ever known. <laughs> and Aaron the ginger is across the street watching, yep. watching calmly with dark evil pupils as he enters in the barbershop and has a conversation about poker with Sydney. Here we go. I'm surprised to see you up and about after last night. Well, you already heard about the Reverend's legendary poker game. Sun come up on this one? No, not this time. I need to be ready and rested for this day of remembrance. It's my job to show the community how to stand tall and defined in the face of darkness. That's admirable. But I thought the point of remembering tragedies of your past, making sure you don't repeat yourself. You a poker player? Never miss my regular game, no matter what. And last night was no exception. Here I thought gambling was a sin. Aren't you afraid of the consequences? Reverend don't sweat the small stuff. Oh, that's right. What's the friendly game of cards when your day job is facing the Prince of Darkness? Helps keep everything in perspective. Now, I'd be happy to make a seat at the table for you. Nothing exposes a man's true nature like a good old game of poker. This is one of the more stranger scenes in this entire show. Yeah. Let's break it down, gentlemen. Okay. This guy accosted you, assaulted you in your home. You were scared. He looked like he was a fucking scared little crybaby getting a antichrist symbol carved into his chest. And like Father Daniel said, that shit needs stitches, even though he's not getting them. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. But then he walks in. All big and tall, saying, you're invited to my poker table. I'm not afraid of you, and I'll invite the devil to my table to play poker with me so I can see who you really are. Oh, the poetry. But really, if that barber wasn't there, he'd be crying in the corner like a little bitch. Am I wrong? I I don't know. I don't think that you're wrong, but I think he's he's like had a shower and a chance to like think about all the things that he should have said and that he wanted to have said. And, and he said them in the shower. Yeah, and then he got all like pumped up and puffed, you know, chest puffed, and just like stormed after him into the into the barber shop and saw the barber was in there and was like, oh, whew, probably under his breath was like, oh thank god. And then it was just like, hey, fuck face. <laughs> I picture the altar boy uh, doing that in the shower t- to us. <laughs> yeah, except I don't get to come back and say anything because it's always a new episode. <laughs> yeah, I should have said this. Motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, Treat me like only, crap. If only I didn't have to use the rain as a shower. <laughs> if, on, if only you could host your own episode and get back at someone. Yeah, that's coming soon. <laughs> oh, that'll be a joy. What about, uh, now that we're done with that weird psychedelic scene, what about uh, the Coulters? Well, Mommy doesn't have a face. Oh, you, wait, now you keep confusing... Oh, the mother. Because you're jumping ahead with the sister. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm talking about storylines. Yeah, closets and women. They all look the same, right? Inter or right? Alter boy. All the women. They look identical. No. Hard. Hard to tell them apart. It's not hard to tell them apart. I just okay. have a problem with names. Do better. No, the the altar boy is like real girl doll that he has sex with. He like he graded the face off because it doesn't matter to him. Wow. I wouldn't grade the face off. I like to have bags over top because I can create a new face every time. Oh, you just like pull the bag tight around its fake neck. Yeah. Yeah, there's no Megan Coulter here anywhere. There's just Allison and Kyle and Allison's daughter and the picture with the blank face, which makes you think that the child doesn't know what face mommy should have. Well, she says that. 
I don't know. I didn't know what face to draw. Right. That's exactly what I thought. And then when she said it, it reciprocated what I thought, and I immediately connected with the daughter on a new level. That's, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, no, we all immediately thought that, oh, okay, mommy's a demon, right? Yeah, or at least she remembers enough about mommy being a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. Goop Watch, 2016. Mm Mm-hmm. And she knows she's seen it. She's seen it. And then we jump to Kyle with Chief Giles standing point. Kyle gets to go up and have his convo with the fire chief to um, investigate whether the fire chief has a demon inside of him, which we all think he does, right? Yeah, I think no, we I were. No, I told you that he didn't. Or that he, he was evil on his, on his own. Is that what we were coming to terms with last time? I feel like every time you guys say someone has a demon in them, I tell you that that's not true. Well, this is still Goop Watch 2016 here. He's, he's walking up. He's going to hold out his hand to have him shake his hand, and he grabs it and shakes it and is not phased by it at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just has to take some brutal insults and walk away. Considering you should have been a lump of coal on here as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Imagine this day has a special meaning for you, Bonds. Considering there ought to be a lump of coal with your name on it, too. Would have saved your wife a lot of heartache if it was. Happy Remembrance Day. Is it? Is it a Happy Remembrance Day? Of course. What a fucking douchebag. He's just a douchebag. He's not a demon. He's a douchebag. Yeah. Right? He's evil on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever Whatever the altar boy, altar boy claims he said about him is fine. Whatever. I think okay. like... And now... Now Megan Coulter goes to see her rapist. Yeah, she she gives him all her money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, loads yeah. him loads him up with some fat stacks. Yeah, god damn it, god damn it. When she walked in there with that, I knew she was going to do when she left, but I was just like, what? Uh, of course not. Of course not. Do you ever give anyone all of your everything ever? Like, I feel like you're always holding back a a reasonable portion, always. Well, that's not true. Sold her wedding ring? Yeah. That's all in. That's all in, exactly. That's absolute desperation. Then she was like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my husband. I'm like, you're not. You're not going to explain it to your husband because you just have to just tell the truth because there's no way of hiding that you guys have no more money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully he'll just get suspended from his job and then come clean first so that you can judge him and accuse him for being wrong. Right. When all he was trying to do was protect you, baby. Yeah, by yeah. being an idiot. <laughs> it was uh, a very dumb thing to do, yes. I just feel like, yeah, really, you couldn't have just dragged him a little bit further away from the car. <laughs> <laughs> or just killed him so that he couldn't call a lawyer. Yeah, I know. But at least if it was out of the view of the camera, you'd be like reasonable doubt. But no, just a dumb dumb. Reasonable doubt? I dragged him off into the woods and left him there and didn't do any harm to him. Exactly. Really? That would be your only defense. At least it'd be something. You're an idiot because your cop, your cop car has surveillance on it and you're going to go and break the law in front of it. <clears throat> but at least if it's out of sight, there's something that a lawyer can grasp onto. This, there's nothing. If that was a go-to, if that was a way to actually get away with something like that, then I would say, you know, let's fly up here, Father Daniel. And let's drive out to Kelowna, and let's get this done. Oh, you want to go exercise people? No, I want to go and beat the shit out of the altar boy off camera and use it as our excuse. Just drag him off? It needs to start on camera, though. Like we drag him? To mimic the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys want to do like a shot-for-shot remake, (laughs) low-budget outcast. But real life. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Now that's something. Look forward to that. SatsackStudios.com. And here comes the reveal. Allison gets to find out who she really is. Yeah, by spying on her daughter. Yeah, well, in the closet, at the back of the closet. She finds some coal. She finds a picture that her daughter drew of her on the back of the closet, which shows her puking black goop. Mm-hmm. Which she's... gives her a moment where she gets to transport herself back into her memory and realize that she was the one strangling her daughter, and it's her fault. She's black gooping. Yep. Yep. 
straight goop and, memory, and, bringing it all home, letting her know that <gasps> it was me, not Kyle. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. That is his name. <laughs> and then we have a funeral procession for all of the victims of the mine being Paul Baird by Chief Giles and the fire chief as they make make amends to their friendship to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Now that Giles knows that there's no official demon inside of him, although I do reserve the right to say that the true evil inside of him will still be a part of the town's stain or infection in some way. I agree with that. I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. And yeah, Giles does like he's and he and he knows that because he pushed it so far in that direction, he's got to like reel it back a little bit. So he's like, hey, he tries to explain it away. He's like, hey, I'm you know I'm a black cop in a southern town. I was just trying to like overprove myself. I apologize. No hard feelings. They're also casting a lot of uh, mystery over this mine event. Yes, that that he became the sheriff out of the ashes of this event and. All the town was against it, and it was against the odds that he became that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery surrounding the event itself, and what actually happened, and who is to blame. Yeah, and why there was people getting apparently, you know, I think it's like we were saying before, they must have breached something down in that mine because it seems like a lot of the ones that died down there were already starting to get possessed. At least I thought that's what the flashback of Kyle was implying. Yeah, it's like this mine event was a catalyst for this demonic possession of the town. I mean, we had a we had a, a photograph of normal Mildred back in the day with her with her hubby and the camper. People were normal at one point and something happened that created this alternate timeline or this fucked up world of demonic possession. It's the entry point. Mm-hmm. Ah, to the it's it's the portal. Yeah. It's the portal. Eventually, this universe will cross universes with the Event Horizon universe, and they will mm-hmm. portal in... What's the name of the ship in Event Horizon? Is it the Nebuchadnezzar? No, that's Matrix. No, that's the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never I've never seen Event Horizon. I wouldn't know. There's a nice skin scene <laughs> in Event Horizon. Oh. <laughs> 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 Uh, Who here wants to hear the Reverend do a Remembrance Day sermon? Anyone? I do, but just so just so uh, you know, Daniel, it's the Lewis and Clark. Lewis, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, give us the apocalyptic sermon from the Reverend. Somebody say Lewis there in Telamon? What happened? <laughs> uh, he killed his wife and everyone. With a smiling face and a wicked blade, a warning that as we sow, so shall we reap. Thank you, Reverend. I think we've all been in suspense long enough. Uh, I now give you our enduring tribute to the men of Rome who fell that day. May God bless them, and may they always live in our hearts. reach out and, and then they, they grab you okay well, we can send them back i can send them back back to their master we can send him back too but only if we recognize him 
Only if we recognize him and call his name. Look at him. Look! All of you! Look at him! See him for what he is! For that man! That man! He is the devil! Reverend! No! He's the devil! That man is the devil! And he made his mark! You're not coming back from that, Reverend. No, you got to play the game smart, and that was not smart. I really wish that every time I made a an epic speech and made myself look like an idiot, I had epic music in the background in real life. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a cold, sterile environment with you raving mad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, is Aaron the Ginger responsible for vandalizing that statue? Uh, I think so, because he's... Was he the one that was responsible for the church? Yeah, he was responsible for the church with his friends, him and his friends. So I wonder how that's going to play out with the reverend dating that kid's mother. Eventually, she's he's going to have to, like, she's going to walk in on him just beating the shit out of that boy. See what All that mother one. did when he pulled his Superman with his Antichrist symbol? What? She covered her mouth? Yeah, she covered her mouth in in horror. She doesn't want to touch him now. He's acting like a lunatic. No, no. Ripping open his shirt, showing a big tattoo. Now she like, no, no, she's shocked. She wants to take care of that. She wants to tend to those wounds. Yeah. With some, what, what, what do they call that? She wants to put some uh, clear goop on it. Some poultice. Poultice? <laughs> poultice. <laughs> she just like takes a big chud of leaves out of her mouth and <laughs> starts patting it into his wounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what that needs. That doesn't need stitches, Father Daniel. That needs poultice. It needs a woman's care. He, She wants to lay him down in like a satin sheeted bed. One of the sheets pulled over one of his legs, just covering his genitals, and tap poultice into his wound. Maybe maybe shave him? Oh, yeah, definitely shave him, yeah. Yeah. Like an elaborate, romantic ball shaving scene. Oh, man. Why can't you guys see the sanity breaking down in the Reverend? He's going crazy, guys. Of course he he's is. Gonna become, he's going to become like the right-hand man of the devil. He's going to become an agent of evil. Or he's going to book down and get loony and just start like just grasping at straws. He's going to start holding people down for Kyle to punch in the face. Yep, and they're not going to be possessed, but he's going to be trying to possess them, like choking them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let the cat out of the bag, Alter Boy. What happens? Uh, what happens here to Mark Holter? Oh, oh, he's got problems. He gets confronted with the video of him beating up the uh, vacuum salesman, tire salesman, tire salesman. You think I would remember one thing about this show? <laughs> and I'm the one that forgets everything. Ugh. Did you just say vacuum sale? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. What the, fuck? what the fuck? Oh, God. Get ready for like 45 vacuum jokes. God damn it. Well, he is like a vacuum. I mean, he does take all the money and then and then he charges them anyway. Yeah, he's a... Do we think he's possessed or just no, like a he's dick? Just, he's, he's, uh, he's similar. He's one of these people. This town is evil. It's rampant with demons and just bad people oh do you, and he is a traveling salesman do you think he was like pulled into the town because he is inherently sort of evil or is the evil like an epicenter that draws evil to it that's what i mean necessarily have to be demonic it can be you know oh you raped someone from this town when you were young come on home come on back yeah yeah the epicenter is just calling out hey come on back Yep, they're going to have like an episode where some like, demonic biker gang comes floating through town. What is the name of this town again? Uh, good question. Don't, don't expect me to have the answer. I do not know. It's town vacuum. Whoops. <laughs> I thought you were going to show us the town. Uh, no, that was just a mistake. Um, I'm going to go to episode number one, and I'm going to see if it can tell me. You're just going to coast through each episode to try and find out where the answer is? 
I think it's Rome. Does Rome sound right? I have no idea. But that's where... <laughs> you guys are absolutely useless. Do... 100%. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to the episode. Um, <laughs> There's a weird interaction between Kyle's sister and Officer Coulter, right? Like, they have no money. He's suspended. He's probably going to go to jail. And he's like worried about her letting him in like it was a weird time for a dude that just beat the fuck out of somebody that kind of guy that would beat the fuck out of somebody to worry about his wife letting him in i was like that's guys like you have relationships like that where neither one of you let each other in that's what happens that's what your kind of character does he doesn't worry about being let in and then she like freaked out i was like uh, is she gonna get kyle to go to go and like fix this I don't know. I think he's been kind of consistent, though, hasn't he? He's, like, been asking her what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, trying to find out. And just out of frustration, when Kyle tells him, he just loses his mind and lets off a bunch of steam, you know, who he used to be. Back in college, when he used to be the, uh, you know, defensive tackle. So what do you think they're going to do with this guy? They've got to kill him, right? Or suck the demon out of him, but we don't think he has a demon in him. I was thinking about that, and I don't... Yeah, I, I yeah. I was thinking, how do you get out of this? What is the purpose of this storyline? Why is this family being driven towards this, you know, funneled cinch off point? Like, I don't understand what the purpose of it is. So, yeah, he's obviously has to become fodder in some way that releases them. I, I'm not sure that I see a happy ending here. They're fucked. Like, if, if you kill him yourself, then... You've now made it worse, and the anxiety ramps up even further, and you're trying to hide a murder from somebody. Somebody who now has hired a lawyer that has gotten an assault charge against you, which, you know, there's just too many implications now. They can't touch him now. Somebody else has to do him in. Right, which is why the only thing I could think of is that they would make it a reason to be saved by Kyle and thereby, like, getting the whole family. Because it's all about turning people onto his side at this point, right? I'm going to take it in a different direction. I need the prediction music. We're going to be exploring the one area that has not yet been explored in this town of possession. And that, Alter Boy and Father Daniel, is making a deal with the devil. Uh, oh, you think they're going to... You think he's going to get... with Sydney? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he would be the one to take care of the problem. They make a deal with the devil. He makes their problem go away. And now there's a conflict between who they have aligned themselves with against her own brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Instead of Kyle coming in and saving them and taking them onto his side, then, yeah, they could. she could be in debt to Sydney, And then Sydney would have leverage over Kyle. Yeah, that actually probably makes more sense. That's cool. That would be good if that happened. Nailed it again. <laughs> again hey, Jesus! like you said anything that's come true so far praise the lord apologize oh. for being such an inconsiderate prick <laughs> bullshit it's bullshit look at her <laughs> alright sex scene give us a play by play alter boy well I'd like to say finally like first of something all something that Cinemax like is good at I, I thought this is gonna be coming Fast and Furious. Um, yeah, you, already, you already said finally twice earlier in this episode. Can you give seven, it more seven episodes in? Can you give some more descriptive quality here? I want you to describe the sex scene. Give us a play-by-play. Go. Well, you know, they do it. <laughs> God, we can't expect him to describe this. I don't even think he understood what he saw. He's never had sex. Father Nathan. The fingers touch, right? She runs her fingers through his hair. He's like touches his face. She he touches her face. They kiss. There's his lots shirt of touching. Comes, yeah, his shirt comes flying off. Yep. She pulls his his pants down like real quick. She goes yep. with that belt aggressively. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you're gonna have the last sex you're gonna have. Yeah. You gotta make sure you do it right. With lots of face touching and pants pulling down. He's always blowing his load, but yes, Alter Boy, you're right. This is her. Having one last moment with her husband because she has realized that she is to blame and that he was honorable. And that's why he gets this wonderful sexual moment. And then, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and then uh, after we get a little cinematic sexual glory, we get uh, the morning. And she gone. <laughs> she gone. And what does that note say? It says, uh, Oh, God, what does it say? You're so far ahead of me. It says, uh, uh, Later, boo. Can't hack take, it. Take care of our sunshine. Can't hack it. No mo. You guys don't know the name of the town, which is Rome, and you don't know the name. You don't know what's written on the letter. You guys are weak. It's like I abandoned you with our daughter. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Translated as "take care of our little light." Yeah. Oh, see, I was close. You were both sniffing in the general direction, but as we heard from Daniel earlier, when you pile shit on top of shit, you still just have a big pile of shit. So, <laughs> but there's flies around. Right. And More that's shit. That's good. Yeah. Lots of shit. Take care of our little light, says the note, which is basically a soft goodbye. <laughs> and a limp a limp goodbye? All of the writing is in lowercase letters, not one capitalized letter. Yeah, she like wrote it with like a crayon. I was like, did the daughter kill the mom and write this letter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's odd no. when, you, <laughs> when you see a, a note written this way. All in lowercase. You have to challenge that person's intelligence, don't you? Well, look at her. She's look at her face, though. She's like so dopey. <laughs> uh, I think I'm the only person that finds her attractive. Because you know she wouldn't put up much of a struggle. That, that uh, might be it. That ah uh, that the older boy just gave me was like a really great impression of the ah uh, before Daddy have a little lick. <laughs> it's like, oh, did Daniel just play the Daddy have a little lick. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it does do it. Let me hear it again. Oh, uh, Daddy have a little lick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that intern have a little lick. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Ugh, gross. Okay, so Kyle's out on his porch. Little little light comes out and they stare off into the mist. Did anybody else think that uh, Allison was going to be hanging from a tree out here in the front yard? Like that's what the camera pans do. No. Yeah, take care of our little light, and she's fucking suicided on the on the lawn. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I thought. I was like, oh oh oh, oh oh. They just like open the garage. She's halfway hanging out of the car dead and daniel's father daniel has done this to me because now i i see these moments where you have the opportunity to take this to its most extreme place and really like silence the entire audience and send shockwaves through social media (laughs) but you don't and it's disappointing when you see it and they don't do it yep she's been completely dismembered and rearranged into a pentagram that means that she's returning the only reason for her not to be dead on the front lawn is that she is returning. Yeah, as a man, because her entire possession was just a, a metaphor for her transgender transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Aaron the ginger is in the background when she shows up again, like pointing to his crotch with a big smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, do you think when Kyle is having sex that in order to like get him to come, you have to like coax it out of him the way that you would to try to get him to tell the truth about what actually happened? You'd be like, come on, come on, Kyle, just, just do it. And he's like face down, like, no, no, I don't, I don't, I can't. I can't, I can't. Until finally, uh, and it's just like white, cloudy goop, the heavenly goop. It probably comes out of him, out of his penis, the same way that the black goop comes out of everyone's mouth. Yeah, it does. And it, like, picks her up in the air and tosses her around a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm going to put in a request for Sister Chelsea to clean, to cleanse this podcast soon. Yeah, well, then then she gets pregnant. That's how the Virgin Mary got pregnant. And I want a little bit of respect. Uh, I want some props being given to me by Father Daniel and by the altar boy that, that my prediction about doing a deal with the devil is is bang on uh congratulations i feel like you deserve an award come on bang on i would bet my entire retirement pension 
That he makes a deal with the devil. <laughs> or that she. Or that Coulter. Maybe it's him. Awesome. So who is going to lead us in prayer tonight? It's uh, Father Daniel's turn. Is All it? right. Everyone, heads down, please. Heads down. Hands clasped. Uh, thank you, Lord, once again for another uh, exciting episode of Outcast for us to follow along with and decipher and bring out all the little morsels that we know that you've hidden for us along the way. It's been exciting to see the Reverend lose his mind and not know where to settle on the spectrum of crazy. We're glad to see Kyle being used as a demon detector by anyone in town that can grasp onto him. And hopefully, in the episodes to come, we will see resolutions to some of these storylines that aren't as interesting, but seem to take up a lot of bit of time, and we'd like to see them closed. Amen. 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 Please come back again next week when we when we find out what lurks within. That is the name of the next episode. What lurks within. Ooh. Have we had a within? I feel like an episode's already been called something within. <laughs> uh yes. Um A Wrath Unseen. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Is, is that close? Yeah, it's getting From close. The shadows, it watches. Mm-hmm. It's all sort of in that vein. I'm seeing a theme there. Um, for previous episodes of the Exercast, or one of our many other shows, uh, True Detective, the True Detective After Show Show, uh, Shish Commentary Tracks, 100 Lunatics, Trailer Park Podcast, and many more to come, all of that available to you at sadsackstudios.com. Check out the mega feed or find a link to one of our various places where you can listen to our juicy, juicy goodness. Uh, you can reach me at 100 Lunatics. You can reach Father Nathan at T Park Podcast. And you can reach the altar boy at the intern TPP. <laughs> <laughs>